Are you amazed when people drive their vehicles for over 250,000 miles? How often should you change your engine oil? What techniques can improve your mileage? Would an expensive fuel injection cleaning improve your engine performance? This is Car Guy with Brett Beechler of Beechler's Vehicle Care and Repair. Find out how to substantially reduce your cost per mile and extend the longevity of your vehicles. Welcome to Car Guy with Brett Beechler on PeoriaLife.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Car Guy on PeoriaLife.com. My name is Greg McCoy and I'm here with Brett Beechler. How are you doing, Brett? Good morning, Greg. Good to be back. Good to be back. Tell us about where you've been. Oh, we took a little vacation up in uh, Michigan last weekend. We love going up there. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, my daughter and I rode bikes, and we talked about that a couple shows ago. We rode bicycles to Green Bay, Wisconsin from Peoria, Illinois, Mm -hmm. to raise money for um, Mission Peoria, but Dream Center Peoria. And so far, she's done pretty well, raising some pretty good amount of money for them. Great. So. Good deal. All right. Well, today's show is called Car Ownership Costs. And we're going to be talking again. We talked about this a little bit in the past, but we're going to expand on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Talk about what it costs to own a car and the different aspects of that. And I should mention in passing that much of this information is in your book. Yes. Uh, called Beechler's Guide to Vehicle Care and Repair. This is, book is available at Beechler's uh, facility. Yes. Also available on Amazon. Is that it, correct? It is available on Amazon for seventeen ninety five, but uh, I do have it available for a pretty good discounted rate at the business for $10. Ooh. And I actually run a lot of promotions um, with certain packages at our business and give this book away too. So something for people to know, pretty important packages that not a lot of people, well, I should say my customer base is pretty aware of them, but uh, not a lot of people are aware they need to be doing on their cars mm-hmm. every so often. So Good. All right. Okay. Well, let's talk, talk about car ownership costs. There's a bunch of different aspects to yeah. it. So... What's the first one? So the reason the reason I did this, I'm super passionate about this because uh, not just passion, super, super passionate, passionate. Okay. super passionate. Because I, you know, I've been in this business for over a couple decades, um, actually close to three decades, well, about a decade and a half. So, been in this business a long time, and I see a tremendous amount of numbers go across our desks in terms of what it takes for people to maintain repair vehicles properly to keep, to keep them 250,000 miles plus. And, uh, I started doing the research on this years ago and just so people knew, especially the younger generations, um, the younger kids, their, their perception of cars is you put gas in it and go, maybe check the oil once in a while. Most of them don't do that. And away you go. But there are so many costs that are involved in owning a car that I think it's important that everybody going into ownership of a vehicle needs to know this. So I went and broke this down. I I started doing some research on this, started breaking this down. I started looking at, you know, things like, and I'll go through all this depreciation expense. That's one of those hidden uh, 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 losses of money that people don't embrace. They don't understand um, because it's not in front of their face. Uh, They don't tangibly touch it. Um, I'll go through fuel costs. You know, how important it is to buy a car that's, you know, fuel efficient out there. I know, I know people love the SUVs and they're, they're good cars. I'm not opposed to them, but I, I want people to have their eyes wide open going into it. You know, gas right now, two bucks a gallon. Not only what you buy, but how you drive it. And how you drive it. And, 
you know, gas right now being two bucks a gallon, it's fairly inexpensive. You know, you look around the world, you're six, seven, eight, ten dollars a gallon. Um, I'm not a doomsdayer, but I think some of those prices, probably not to that degree, or we're going to see someday. So I, I, I'm really passionate about having kids understand this, having people understand this, that these costs are going to come. They're going to do nothing but drive up your operating expenses, driving your car, you know, getting to the grocery store, getting groceries to the stores, all those expenses that the semi-trucks drive. So getting back to where we're, we're, what we're talking about is, you know, going through all these costs and just knowing full well going into it that these are expensive pieces of equipment. And I get down to this summarization at the end of what it takes to operate a car over 50 years time. I'm not going to give that number away right now. I want people to stay tuned. You like that? And uh, so they'll they'll know this big number and understand and embrace it. Wow, this is a piece of equipment. Yes, I need to have it reliable. Yes, I need to have a decent car, a decent looking car. I understand all that. But the whole quest behind this is this big number that I give you at the end is all about reducing this big number as much as you possibly can. And one of the ways you do that is you keep your car as long as you possibly can. 250,000 miles plus is one of our goals at Beachlers. So the first one, let's talk about depreciation. First of all, yes. can you explain what depreciation even is? Depreciation is simply the loss of value on your vehicle. So if you buy a car for, you know, we've talked about this number before in previous in a previous show, but most New vehicles lose 60% of their value in in the first four years. So you buy a $28,000 car, it depreciates. The number we're talking, the the description we're talking about depreciates down to $11,000 of value on average for most vehicles. Not all vehicles are like that. I get it. But on average, this is a study that they they compiled that most vehicles lose 60% of their value in the first four years. So getting back to depreciation, that's an annual expense that you typically are deducting in terms of the value of the vehicle and how much it's actually worth. So it's not a, uh, it's not like your home. I mean, Greg, you were in homes for many years and most homes appreciate in value, not depreciate. They go up in value. Um, so, you know, the old adage of buying a, a an average car in a nice house is probably the right edge to do that's something that's going to appreciate in value versus something that's going to depreciate in value so in 2015 a lot of these numbers i, I took from triple a.com so in 2015 um, the average depreciation expense on one year of a car was about thirty five hundred dollars about three thousand five hundred and ten dollars so if you're driving your car 15,000 miles a year, which is probably, in my opinion, a little bit above average, but there's a lot of people out there that drive their car 15,000 miles a year. You got to use some number. You got to use some number. Um, you know, a lot of our customers are 10, 12, 13, 15,000 miles a year, and some of them are higher than that. Some I got customers that drive 30,000 miles a year for business. So you, you take that 15,000 miles a year, it's about 23 cents a mile it costs them just in depreciation expense alone. Okay. So, so, again, so again, many people don't identify with that because it's not money out of your pocket exactly. that day. Exactly. It's not a it's not a money you're looking at. Say if you track how much fuel you put in your car every year and you go, oh, I spent $1,400 on fuel this year. It's not something that the typical consumer is going to track depreciation. So somebody pulls up to the gas pump and they spend $35 on gas and they have to put out $35. They feel that $35. They feel it. Absolutely. With depreciation, you don't, don't feel it. They don't feel it. They only feel it when they go to buy their next car. And, you know, you got a car that 
you bought for $28,000, you go to sell it in four years and you sell it for $11,000. And then you got to go buy another $28,000 car and lay out all the payments. That's when you feel it. Um, some people are numb to that, but I, I don't want to be numb to it. I don't want car payments. And a lot of our customers think that way too, is they don't want car payments. I want the car paid off and they want to maintain it for as long as they can. And we'll get to that in just one minute. But one of the numbers that sticks out with me is they, they, I've done a study on this. You buy a $20,000 car and you keep it 75,000 miles. It's going to cost you a little bit over a quarter per mile to operate that car. Okay. Everybody get that $20,000 car. You keep it 75,000 miles. You sell it. It costs you about a 26.6 cents per mile to operate that car. Now, if you change your philosophy and you keep that car 250,000 miles or more, that 26.6 cents per mile goes down to eight cents per mile mm. significant difference pretty big difference and this will tie into that number we talk talk about at the end is how you're going to get your money back to some degree this big massive number we're going to explain to you at the end of this so hands down numbers speak volumes it's not a feel thing for me it's not an emotional thing for me it is all about the numbers and, you know, some people in my life that, you know, they, they laugh at me and how numbers driven I am. But I, I think it's essentially important because it helps us do things like fund college funds. And, you know, my daughter goes to Peoria Christian School and helps fund that and it helps us fund retirement accounts and things of that nature. I don't want to be in a situation where we don't have all those things at our disposal because I want to drive a $50,000 car every two years. It completely flips the whole so you're talking Formula. a little away from the idea that a car is a status symbol or it's a mode of enjoyment mm -hmm. and so forth. Uh, it's blue, so I love it. Yeah. Uh, and moving towards the understanding of the car is just a tool. Yes. It's just something that allows me to do the mm -hmm. things that I want to do. Uh, and I should try to do that in the most cost-effective manner possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Um, so the next one we move on to, so, you know, you, you get the depreciation expenses anywhere between a quarter to eight cents a mile to operate this $20,000 car. Now in, uh, when you do your taxes, if you're doing it for business, uh, you get the IRS gives you mm -hmm. so much per mile, 50 cents a mile, whatever it is now mm -hmm. is, is depreciation included in that? Yes. Okay. That's, that's a number. And actually you're, you're cutting to it. That's a, that's a big number. I think it's 54 and a half cents right now is what depreciation is, what the government gives you. So next step, fuel costs. You know, this is one that everybody feels, and I'll keep this simple. I left it at $2 a gallon because that's about where we're at today. Um, you buy a car that gets 30 miles a gallon, it's going to cost you about six and a half cents per mile in fuel costs. Okay. You flip that, you buy a car that gets 15 miles per gallon. Logic would prevail. Double the expense, 13 and a half cents a mile. So the reason I tell people that and explain people that is, hey, it's, it's a good chunk of that 54 and a half cents we talked about is that fuel expense. So I'm not opposed to SUVs. Um, I, we've drive a minivan. We love it on trips, things like that. It, you know, it gets, doesn't get good 30 miles a gallon, but it gets 20, 22 decent. But at the same time, I want people to be cognizant of, you know, you look at that annual fuel expense you're putting into your car, it's going to double if you get a car that gets 30 or 15, as opposed to 30 miles a gallon. So something to think about. I'm not at all saying people don't get SUVs because they, they serve their purpose moving people around and things around. So some of this, I, I think the idea of, of translating all the stuff into cost per mile is helpful. Mm -hmm. 
Because just imagine yourself going down Interstate Highway, Route 74, for example. Those highways have mile markers. Mm -hmm. And just think, every time you pass a mile marker, you got to reach into your pocket and pull out another 35 cents or whatever it is. Another 35 cents. Another. After a while, it starts to hurt. It does start to hurt. <laughs> you know, I, I did a, uh, an exercise with the, I did this presentation, part of this presentation to kids at um, my daughter's school, fifth through eighth grade. And I want to keep their attention. So I brought a roll of quarters. And a roll of quarters, as everybody knows, most people know, has $10 in it. Okay. So I did an exercise with the kids. I said, hey, who in here knows their parents drive more than 10 miles one way to school? And there were probably a dozen kids raise their hand that come from Germantown or, you know, Metamore or somewhere over there. I said, who in here has it? Yep. Kid raises his hand, seventh, eighth grader. He says, my mom and dad drive me 10 miles to school. I said, okay, so basically give or take round trip, 20 miles is what they're driving. Yep. That's about right. So I tossed this roll of quarters at him. His eyes got that big around and I let him keep it. But I wanted him to know that his parents spend $10 every day to take him to school. Every single day they take to take him to school. So it kind of hit him square between the eyes. I've always thought that cars need a meter inside them, like a taxi cab that tells them when they drive, cha-ching, put your five bucks in. If people did that, they wouldn't have car payments because they'd put the money in the car and they'd put it in a savings account and away it'd go and you write a check for your next car. So anyway, yeah. just a, it was sounds a fun like, little exercise. Sounds like a business opportunity. It sounds like a business opportunity. I don't think, I don't, most, most people wouldn't want that in front of their face though. At least as an option, though. Offer it as an option. Yeah, you can you have, have it as an option. Aftermarket, available yeah. at Beachlers. Yeah, and I don't think the manufacturers would want that in their vehicles either. Might display some things they don't want displayed. So, okay, so on to the next one. Average ownership cost. This comes from AAA. Very interesting numbers. About $9,000 a year to operate a car. Okay, so they break it down. 11% of that is full coverage insurance. The average insurance is about $1,000 a year for full coverage insurance. Okay. 7% is license, registration, taxes. The average of that number is $600 a year. 39% of that $9,000 a year is in depreciation expenses alone. Okay. 9% is if you're writing checks, pay, car payments on your car. The average person spends $831 a year, 9% of that annual ownership costs on the finance charge alone. So it's a lot of money. You know, if you're making... 10, 20, $30 an hour, divide that into how many hours you got to work just to pay for the interest on the vehicle. Okay. The, the last chunk, which is about a third of it is all your operational costs, your fuel, your maintenance, your tires. This breaks down to about 21 cents per mile. And the, one of the adages I like to kind of push to the side is because, you know, when people buy tires, for example, from us, they go, oh my goodness, tires are so expensive. And I said, well, if you really break it down, tires are not that expensive when it comes to the cost per mile. The average set of tires costs about a penny per mile for the set of four. And I put that into some relativity here. I'm a runner. I like running. Greg, you're a runner. Um, you know, all, most of us wear running shoes. You know, you take an average cost of a pair of running shoes. They say you get three to 500 miles out of running shoes. Okay. hundred bucks, give or take. Maybe you'll find some for 80 good running shoes. So that breaks down to about 10 cents per mile. So running shoes, 10 cents per mile, tires on your 3,000 pound car, one cent per mile. So I do that not to be in people's face, just to explain to them the relativity that tires are really not that expensive. Now, if you go to put tires on a Corvette that you're replacing every 5,000 miles, that number tremendously goes up. 
5,000 miles. Yeah, typically they get five to 10,000 miles out of those tires, uh, especially if you're driving it the way you want to drive it. Um, so the other one I, lo- I looked at um, was a motorcycle tire. And I'm like, you know, and I've owned motorcycles and I, I like to look at these things as they save you money. But a motorcycle tire typically is about 2.7 cents per mile per tire. So you got two tires on that. Okay. So you're at a nickel, give or take, for motorcycle tires to operate those things. So car tires, not really that expensive in that big equation. You know, 21 cents per mile of all these operational costs. Maintenance on average is about four cents per mile. So maintenance is really typically not that expensive. It's a great preventative uh, measure on your vehicle to keep it last than 250,000 miles. Now, this is preventative maintenance as opposed to repair. Correct. This is preventative maintenance. Um, I mixed in a couple repairs on that um, based on replacing a serpentine belt every 50 to 100,000 miles. Um, but it's not based on repair. Um, my guess, my best gut guess is repairs are probably about the same expense, four to five cents per mile on repairs on most vehicles. Um, and then in the, also in that 21 cents per mile, we already talked about that is the fuel, 6.7 cents to 13.3 cents per mile to operate a car. Okay. Now just in passing, when I look over those costs, an additional advantage of owning a car for a long period of time is some of these items drop off for example finance charges you drop off yes you own it long enough to pay your car off mm-hmm. and that that drops off or stretches out if you're going to stretch it out over the entire car. and also insurance full coverage insurance interesting question do you advocate uh when a car reaches a certain point uh as in old mm-hmm. uh dropping off uh full coverage insurance just going to liability which would yeah i absolutely do I don't know the magic number in terms of when you do that. An insurance agent might know best on that. Um, but I, I, both of our cars have liability insurance only. I'm not going to, you know. So that, that, that would further reduce things. Further reduce things, yep. But I will say there are people in, in our society that believe they're going to have car payments the rest of their lives. That's just the way they think. So they $831 a year sticks with that person for many, 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 many years. So interesting aspect on that. So I also did uh, research um, today. I was reading a blog by some gentleman that was talking about um, high-end cars, and he had a Ferrari 360 that he analyzed the cost per mile. Um, one of the things I looked at, and I, I, I get to this down here, down here, most vehicles, 50 cents a mile, give or take. The Ferrari about, was about 261 per mile. <laughs> so about five plus times the expense to operate a car. So just food for thought, not that any of us in this room are in the market for a Ferrari, but I've always said this, I love fast cars, okay? Fast cars relax me, they're fun to drive, but I know how much they cost per mile, and I know the expense into it. So I probably, you know, barring a midlife crisis, which I don't think I'll ever go through, I wouldn't have a fast car like that. It's too much money. I I just wonder what a Tesla would, what the numbers would look like for a Tesla. It'd be interesting. It'd be very interesting. You know, it, take a hundred thousand dollar car, but but less know, less on gas. Less, and, uh, it, it's exactly hard, hard to say. Hard, very hard to say. It would obviously be much harder than this. <laughs> exactly. So we we do the. I, I've I've got this cost per mile assessment on here, and I go through small sedan, medium sedan, large sedan, the average sedan, SUV, and a minivan. Um, this is all extracted from AAA.com. So a small sedan, really cool numbers. So a small sedan, 
46.4 cents per mile on, on average to operate that. That's basically all of these, these, these fees lumped in is what it takes to operate a small sedan. And then you take it up to a large sedan, it's up above 70 cents per mile. Um, you take an, an SUV, it's up at about 73.6 cents per mile. Okay. So you take all this stuff, pile it in. Okay. I'm going to put this big cake formula together. You run a car 50 years, give or take 18 to 68, whatever it takes, 20 to 70, you call it what you want. Um, you, don't, you don't mean the same car for 50 not, years? Not the same car, but you're, you're driving a vehicle and turning it over every so often. Um, if you're operating a small sedan at 46 and a half cents per mile over 50 years and you're doing 15,000 miles a year, it's going to cost you $441,000. Okay. Did everybody hear that number? $441,000 to operate that car. That's for a small sedan. That's for a small sedan. Okay. So you jump up to an SUV, which is at 73 and a half cents per mile, 73.6. For those of you who have got the calculators out and want to make sure my math is correct here. Same period of time, same average miles per year, 15,000 miles a year. It's going to cost you $552,000 for an SUV to operate it for 50 years. So you, that alone, you look at that difference of $100,000 between the decision of having a small sedan or an SUV may pique somebody's interest over that period of time. Now, yes, you're looking at it over 50 years time. You know, you amortize that over 50 years time. Okay, maybe it's not so bad, but all these numbers add up. What, what could either one of us do with $100,000 at the end of our, you know, working life and go into retirement? my thought is you take that hundred grand and you put it somewhere else. You invest it for your child's college education. They don't have to take out a student loan, whatever the case may be. You put it in your retirement account, you let it grow over time and you have to work less in your working life to be able to do the things you want to do later in life. And there's all kinds of philosophies you can throw at that. Okay. Um, the other, the other deal that tremendously affects this number is that uh, part of this we talked about at the beginning of the show, keeping a car from 75,000 miles and take it all the way to 250 plus. The, the calculations that I came up with is if you can change your philosophy and move it to 250,000 miles and keep running a car, this $441,000 on a small sedan is reduced by $100,000. It's a huge, dramatic shift um, in, in how we think. You know, I, I read an article the other day about a, a lady that just won this bicycle race from, it was riding from somewhere in California all the way to the East Coast. She did it in 18 days. And now, trust me, I know this person's unique. I get it. I'm just painting a picture of how other people live. She and her husband do not have cars. Okay. They have a very small house. They work six months out of the year. And they bicycle places six months out of the year. Very, very low operating expenses. How she got to that race was rode her bike from Anchorage, Alaska down to California, jumped in the race, did that for 18 days and won the race. The, the point being is I think a lot of us could modify our lifestyles and not have to live with this type of tool on our asset page or liability page in our lives. And that's just my, my gut opinion. So my encouragement to folks is remember it's a tool. Okay. Remember, it's not a status symbol. 
I like my cars to be reliable so I can get in them and go travel to Michigan and, and go do the things that I want to do with my family. And I'm not opposed to renting cars for things like that either. There's, there's a formula in there for, for throwing a rental in there once or twice or three times a year. So you don't have all these insurance expenses and license and registration expenses and maintenance and repairs on your car. So, so it's just, I'm not telling people what to do. It's just a different, a different aspect of looking at all the numbers that it takes to operate vehicles. So, um, Anyway, so back to all the expenses per mile, you know, you go back to the Ferrari at 261, you go back to the cars that you and I drive, they're 40 to 50 cents per mile. Anything you can do, anything you can do to reduce those operating expenses. And the biggest one that you can do is keep your car as long as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. So that, that's all in a nutshell, keep it as long as you possibly can. That's going to help your, your bottom line on this whole situation. That's certainly one thing, keeping it as long as you can. Mm -hmm. Number two, doing appropriate maintenance. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. And number three, the type of vehicle that you buy. Yes. Now these and these numbers, this uh, chart that we we're looking at here has it broken down by type of of um, of vehicle. Mm -hmm. Is that the major difference compared to say within one of these categories, medium sedan, for example? Mm -hmm. Is there a significant difference between a Ford, a Chevy, a, a, a Toyota? Is that with respect to what we're talking about? Is there going to be a significant I, difference? I don't believe there's a significant difference. It will have a small amount of difference. You know, the show we did, I think a couple of weeks ago, we talked about some of the cars that cost us the most and cost us the least when it comes to the operating expenses. You know, Toyota, Scion, Lexus were up there in the very least expensive cars to operate. Um, some of the other cars on that list um, were in the upper end of that. Now, my gut feeling is they, they may have a, a small incremental amount, you know, you might look at 20, 30, 40, $50,000 over this 50 years time, as opposed to a big hundred thousand dollar difference. You know, one of the cars out there, fantastic vehicle, fantastic Honda Odyssey. Um, they're super nice cars, but every 105,000 miles, most of these Odysseys and depends on the year have about a $1,200 water pump timing belt to replace. And then you flip that over to a, Chrysler town and country 3.6 liters don't have that. So, you know, you keep that car over 250,000 miles, you're going to be doing at least two of them, maybe three of them over the life of that. So that throws into it. You know, you look at that, it generally works out to about a penny, penny plus per mile adding the expense. So that's a, that's probably a good relative uh, thing to look at is, okay, yeah, the time belt's expensive one time, but it's a penny plus per mile. It's not so bad when you're talking 50 cents a mile to operate a car. So this car costs 50 cents and this one costs 51 cents to do a timing belt. So not a big significant difference in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I think, I think those two episodes kind of tie together mm -hmm. different sides of the same coin. Yes. But I think it's important to look at both of those or Absolutely. listen to both of those. I always encourage folks before they buy a car, you know, I have people come to me and they're looking at these European Land Rovers, which are good cars, but I, Say, wait, 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 why don't you go get the maintenance book? Let's start adding up numbers, what it's going to cost you per mile to run the maintenance on this car as opposed to this one. Um, you know, the average person doesn't really want to do that. A lot of those deals are emotional decisions. Um, I have people in my family that like to have Land Rover, and I, it won't ever happen, um, you know, just because I know the expense it takes to get into these cars. So I, I always encourage folks, know the maintenance schedule, 
know how much tires cost every time we replace them. I've had so many people shocked by how much tires cost. They're not the $600 or the $1,200 for the set of tires or $1,500 for the set of tires, and they're blown away. But the I, average salesperson is not going to tell you that stuff. On, on specific models. On mean. specific models. Absolutely. So anyway, that's where it's at. I, you know, I'm a big encourager of just look at costs and remember it's a big hunk of expense over many years time. Typically it costs you more on a car than your house. Right. So you really think about it. So as we wrap up here, if we got a couple takeaways, uh, summarize mm -hmm. one or two main points, what would you, what would you say? Uh, the big one is depreciation. Uh, Always, always, always encourage people depreciation. Look at that number. It goes out the back door. You never see it unless you're a super financial tracker. Uh, pay attention. And the point behind that is keep your car as long as you can. Um, I'm not saying keep it to where it's a rust bucket and things are starting to fall off and you're like, oh, Brett told me to keep my car till 250,000 miles. There is a point at which you get rid of a car if it's not been... You know, it's been sitting outside and it's rusty and the frame's rusty and the body's rusty. It, it, you're right. It's time to go if it didn't make that 250,000 miles. But most cars are designed anymore that they can make it as long as they're properly maintained for a long period of time. Uh, second one, fuel costs. Big one. Look at the miles per gallon this car is getting. And, you know, think about future. Think about 4 or $5 a gallon. You know, you buy a car that gets 10 miles a gallon. Do you, do you want to have that? I don't think you want to have it. You're going to see a lot of people jump and ship at that time. I, I think one big takeaway, too, is to understand that owning a car always costs you money. Always. Um, 50 cents a mile. You never reach a point. You never get a break. No. You never reach a point where, okay, after these many miles, it's free. Yes. It's never free. So you just have to factor that into your thinking. And, and as I said earlier, as you're going down the highway, watch the mile markers go by. Yeah. And you know that every one of those miles costs you some money. Mm -hmm. And it's, absolutely it right. will be that way forever, but you just have to understand that and manage it. So, absolutely right. Great. Well, another great show. Thanks, Brett, for your thoughts. And uh, thanks for joining us out there in uh, Radio Land or Interview uh, Internet Land, wherever it is. And we look forward to talking to you again. This is Greg McCoy on The Car Guy with PeoriaLife.com. PeoriaLife.com.